Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Bangers and Coughs, the podcast for the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Bangers and Coughs. Oh, fuck me. That was fucking excellent. Oh, poor. Oh, so I had it two weeks ago. Daz has now got it. Fucking hell, mate. We've oh. not had a good time, have we, with this? Oh, mate. I'm so glad I've got a mute button like on the side of my face for these headphones because <laughs> otherwise, like, that chat would have just been a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, if this isn't really bangers and coughs, you know it's bangers and mosh, the podcast for heavy music. Um, so on today's show, oh sorry, Def, I didn't introduce you there, mate. Sorry, sorry. Hello, mate. hello, Daniel. Oh, that's all right, mate. I was just listening to Darren's coughs. <laughs> Dan's not had Corona yet, so he's like still. Like, no, I'm the only one. Un- he's untainted, so that's why we forgot. I'm an ex virgin ex. Yeah, I'm an ex virgin ex to. Um... To Corona at the minute. Yeah, you've done well. You've done well, Def. I have, um, mate. So today's show, boys, is the next in our Metal Brick Road series, and we just had a wicked chat with Alex Jones, frontman from the mighty On Death. <laughs> yeah. What an absolute top. What an absolute top dog he is, isn't he? Yeah, it could. That this chat could have gone on for hours. Such a good lad, and it's yeah, one that we've been waiting for. For we've had it planned, but even he mentioned off air how many times we've tried to get this chat in. Just been unlucky, and we've just we have just been unlucky with stuff. Yeah, but um, oh yeah, we we loved that. It was great. Yeah, it was it was so good. Um, we got into the Undeath's meteoric rise, isn't it? Over the last yeah. over the last couple of years, um. Their sick fucking new album. It's time (laughs) (laughs) to rise from the grave. Destroyed my life. We had a little bit of a chat as well about lesions of a different kind because it feels like that didn't come out all that long ago. And that was our album, all three of our extreme metal album of the year when it dropped. Um, To be fair, that was when we tried to get in and grab him for his chat as well, anyway. So it was, yeah, it was. It was nice to touch on that as well, man. Yeah. Um, and then Alex's journey into metal, music, how oh, to make a... wicked as well. That that part was I've... wicked, mate. It really was, man. Yeah. Jimmy knows how to make a wicked stir fry sauce now. Any sauce, Def. Not any, any sauce. sauce. Yes. Mate. He gave us the secret ingredient for it. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's so ingredient. he's so like witty and articulate, like he wouldn't have been out of place on an actual professional cooking show. The way he punted that, I was like, yes, oh, he was very. Like, it was a very professional answer, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. And I feel like we just said before, off air, that I always say the same thing. Really, with when it comes to these chats, like I just wish he was like my best mate, and you could just go around there and be like, Let's grab some wings, like grab your Crocs, mate. We're off down the shop. You know what I mean, mate? I, it's so I cool. Hear you every time. It's sort of kind of heartbreaking that all these people that we chat to are in different parts of the world isn't it? And yeah it's because yeah, they're exactly like the type of people that would be your best friends yeah mm. if people that we would hang around with like, yeah like just like want to be around you know yeah absolutely mate it's... inspirational guy man humble humble humble's a great word to do. yeah, yeah he's well humble yeah so um wise man the new album drops April 11th. Um, trust me, if you're a death metal fan, if you loved the first record, yeah, this, this... record's gonna smack the shit out of you harder than Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, mate. <laughs> 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 I, I had to Keep get it my in. name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Calm yeah, down. Oh, Will Smith just entered me room. it's it's a brilliant brilliant album and uh it we'll get on to more of it at the end of april when we're allowed to talk about it more but it's just so special isn't it a band you love absolutely smash it out of the park yeah it's a a special album it really is so yeah we've um we hope you enjoy this this chat as much as uh, as much as we did recording it, and if you don't, I'll send Will Smith round to your house. Yeah, or Daz to come round and cough on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's worse. <laughs> but trust, that's worse. 
yeah. So, yeah. Um, hit us up, Twitter at BangersP, Instagram, Facebook. You know where to find us. Search up Bangers and Moss Podcast. We are over there. Um, let us know what you thought of the chat. And when the album drops as well, let us know what you think of the album because uh, we can't wait to talk, to talk about it with everyone. So, yeah, anyway, on with the show, Alex from Undeath. Yo, Alex from Undeath. Thanks for joining us on Bangers and Mosh, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, nice. I, mate, we've been so excited about doing this chat for, like, for ages, man. So it's an absolute pleasure uh, having you on. Um, I suppose the we've got a really important question, Alex, to start this show off with, man. Um, and it is, essentially, <laughs> we wanted to know what adding cornstarch slurry does. Uh, to help thicken up a stir fry. <laughs> I knew this was coming. And uh, and I thank you. I thank you for, for taking the time to ask the hard-hitting questions that no, everybody's afraid to ask. Oh, man, um, I know. People skirt around these issues, but, you know, it has, to, it has to be said. Look, I mean, when you're making a sauce, especially a stir-fry sauce, right, like it's all about striking that balance between the delicacy of the sauce from a yep. textural perspective and making it smooth and vibrant enough for all the flavors to come through, right? Yeah. When you add a simple mixture of cornstarch and water into your sauce, it creates this beautiful velvety texture that just elevates any sauce that, you, that you're going to add it to. Can't recommend it enough. Oh man, I am oh I am God, giving that, that a go. Awesome. I'm giving that a go. I'm having stir fry this week, and uh, I will give I'll give it. We'll do like five graves out of five or something for uh. <laughs> for, <laughs> <laughs> so look at the culinary tips uh, from Alex from Undeath there, um, and the second most important question, mate, we've got is Necrobionics about RoboCop. <laughs> uh... It's about whatever you want it to be about, man. You know, that's that's the beautiful thing about art, right? It's it's uh it's all up to interpretation. So if you want it to be about Robocop, if you want it to be about shit, I mean Robocop 2, uh then <laughs> it, it's it's up to you. Well, there you go. Hopefully, whoever it was who asked you that question uh on Instagram, I think, has got the answer that they that they're looking for there. Um so onto all matters undeath, man. Have you had a chance to reflect on the last couple of years at all at any point? Because like your the, the meteoric rise for undeath has just been unstoppable, hasn't it? Since since um you dropped the demo, really. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I uh I try not to think about it too much, right? Because uh there's a lot of trappings you can fall into. Uh I try to stay busy. I try to just stay grounded and stay present in the moment. And a lot of that is because I know that we still have a lot of work to do. And I think that, unfortunately, in this world of, of music, uh, especially metal, but, you know, regardless of subgenre, I feel like sometimes people get in bands and they catch a little bit of buzz or catch a wave or something. And they get this massively inflated sense of self-importance. And they're like, oh, I was ordained to be here i was destined to to achieve some kind of success and you know i'm fully cognizant of the fact that undeath in a lot of ways like not to take away from the things that i think are cool about our band but i think we've just gotten lucky and i think that we started a band in the right place at the right time and uh thankfully people are into it and continue to support us and i'm, I'm beyond fucking grateful for that but above all else i just try to remember to uh, stay present and stay grateful for for what's happening in the moment yeah man that's such a cool way of looking at it because like you said if, if you get to that point where you're like oh we're here and and we've you know we've achieved this much it's you can just take your foot off the gas like you said and there's a million death metal bands coming through at the moment who are ready to just like step into the place if you if you do do that so um but i mean it's been when you look at lesions only came out in October 2020. It's not even like 18 months and you guys are here now about to release your second album. I think that really shows that work rate that you that you were talking about to keep pushing and and uh, and, and not rest. Um, what is this time like for a band when you're this close to dropping an album that you've been sitting on for a little while? Is it like nerves, excitement? Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like a 
it's an incredibly anxious period of time, you know, because like by the time the album is out, these songs are kind of like old to us, but they're new to everyone else, you know? So we've been playing songs like Necrobionics and Head Splattered and Rush in the Grave at practice for like over a year at this point. But it's only now that people are are getting a chance to hear them. So yeah. it's it's especially when you're releasing like a single every month, it's this really interesting little waiting game where you drop a song and then you just kind of wait on pins and needles to see how everybody's going to react to it and you're like okay like that's cool let's see how they like the next one and then uh but now like all the singles are out so we're just waiting for the album to come out and then that's kind of like uh the big thing so it's a it's it's an anxious period of time but it's also it's it's exciting you know i'm just uh, i'm stoked to see what everybody thinks about the record as a whole I mean, the reactions were well, certainly online anyway. The reactions to the singles have been have been like overwhelmingly positive from from where we've been sitting. Um, have they been? I don't. Yeah, I don't man. Know. Oh, mate. Yeah, they absolutely. Are. Yeah, yeah. They from. I mean, I suppose from the from the crowd that we follow on sort of Twitter and who follow us and stuff, like you know, everyone's just been gushing about the new about the new track. So. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't think there's anything to worry about that, I mean, man, honestly. <laughs> Lesions was our all three of our top, well, that was our album of the year. Yeah. Yes. Thank you guys very much for real. You know, so this new one's a belter as well, man. People are gonna fucking love it, man. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah. That means a yeah, lot, man, for real. Did you um did you feel any pressure recording uh writing this one, Alex? Like, because obviously when I suppose when you were writing Lesions, you were like a new band. Like there was no, there was no like um expectations or anything like that. You guys just went into the studio and jammed some tunes. But with this one, did you feel any pressure? Like, oh my God, we've got to top that record or um it's interesting to sort of get a band's perspective for uh, for that side of things. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's kind of it was almost like the opposite of what you just said because with with lesions, um, it was like we had we didn't really have anything like going on in in the band department in terms of like uh, goals or anything like that. Like we were just kind of doing the band for not that it's it, I mean it's still we're doing it for fun one hundred percent of the time, but like there there was no pressure leading up to lesions, and then we were kind of just writing the album at our own pace and taking our time with it because we didn't know what was going to happen next. And then when prosthetic hit us up. Uh, you know, they they signed us and they asked us if we were working on an album. We said, yeah, you know, we've got like three or four songs done. And they were like, okay, cool. Do you think you can have a full album submitted to us in like three months? And we were like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we got to do that now. So, uh, you know, all credit to, to Kyle because it was still just the three of us back then. He just banged out the rest of the album, like four or five songs in, in the span of like two months. Um, and it was crazy. Like we just had this very strict deadline to me to make sure that the record could get pressed. We had a uh, very limited funds to like, you know, go into the studio and record it. So it was a really hectic time getting that album done. And with this new album, it was kind of the opposite because we didn't really have any deadline to get it submitted. Uh, our budget was a lot higher. So we were able to spend uh, a lot more time in the studio, just kind of like luxuriating and hanging out and, and making sure everything was exactly the way it needed to sound. Um, so it was cool, man. I mean, we always place pressure on ourselves, you know, like internally, but uh, in terms of outside pressures, like deadlines and stuff like that, there was really none of that this time around. Oh, cool. That's so interesting, like, to hear that it's the total opposite way around to what we would think. That's really, like, it's really fascinating. Um, you were talking about how you had more time in the studio and stuff uh, to get things sounding um the way you wanted to i listened to the new album earlier and then played lesions straight away after lesions is a great sounding album but fuck man this one this one sounds like lesions has just like smashed back a ton of beef jerky and protein shakes like it just sounds so <laughs> it sounds so beefy man um <laughs> was was getting that was get how is it difficult to get that you still want that grimy, dirty sound, but you want it to sound clear and, do you know what I mean? It must be a really, like, yeah. a, a balancing act to get that right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I love the way the Lucian sounds, but I think uh, 
you know, we there isn't a lot of like mid range on that album. It's it's kind of all low end, and you don't really get a lot of those like middle and higher frequencies on it. At least to my ear, I could be completely off base about that. But I know with with this new album, we wanted it to have like a much like you said like beefier, much roomier sound to it. Yeah, room and a uh, good word, man. Yeah, yeah, and like we just wanted it to feel like like a live band like playing in a room, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though it was like obviously multi track and stuff like that, so a lot of that just came down to the mastering, and uh, you know. Arthur Rizik, the guy who mastered the rest record, he uh, he's a guy that's been on our radar forever. We're a big fan of his bands like Eternal Champion and yeah, War Hungry yeah. and uh, Sumerlands and stuff like that. So uh, it it was kind of just like a, a no brainer when it came to asking him to master the record, and thankfully he was he was totally down. And I think he did an awesome job. Oh, he did for sure. Like his his name's like a mar- a seal of approval. If you see his name involved in the making of a record, you know it's you gonna know it's sound good. like you know it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, that last sure. eternal champion sounded oh, it's oh, such it's awesome. an amazing sounding record that. Yeah, we, we can't believe that eternal champion record. It's so good. It's unbelievable, man, isn't it? Um so how does the how does the songwriting process in Undeath work man when do you when do you get involved in it do you get like a blank canvas of of songs and it's like right dude put your put your spin over the top of these these tracks uh you you know like up until up until this point i don't really get involved until the very end (laughs) like i'm not a i uh (laughs) it's gonna sound like i'm like talking down on myself here but like my my job with undeath is kind of like i show up to practice when the song is done and then kyle will present me with the lyrics and everything and he's like all right man like here's the pattern like this is kind of what i'm thinking and then uh i ask him if he wants me to add any swear words anywhere and uh <laughs> he says he says yes or no and then we just take you it gotta on have a swear word. gotta have a swear word in there got me my my uh my sterling lyrical co- uh, contributions to this band have always just been adding fucks like where they need to be <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's essentially yeah, Daz's job on the podcast, isn't it, Daz? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just a. Uh, I, I view myself, at least like at this stage in the band, as kind of like a, a vessel for Kyle's madness. Like he just uh, he presents me with his vision, and I just try to execute it the best I can. Oh man, like, and you you do that like to perfection, honestly. Like, um, there's some. Um, really cool like off kilter um and i mean lesions was deceptively technical i would say i mean a lot of people lumped it in with like oh it's caveman death metal but it was way more than that but but this one like it well feels like you went in and flexed like your musical biceps on this one like there's some really like cool off kilter technical moments um was it was it is that something that you wanted to to sort of show on this record uh, how good actual songwriters you were that i don't think you got credit for before yeah man i mean uh well thank you for saying that first of all i mean we uh i i think we also just kind of had like something to prove on this one because yeah like you said w- when the album came out i think just uh uh in terms of like the the bands that we had played with and stuff up until that point like when legions came out a lot of people did kind of lump us in with the whole like caveman death metal thing mm. And uh, it, it's no diss. Like, I, I love oh, no, bands that sound like that. But to me, Undeath was always like, yeah, it's like, I, I, don't, I don't think we, we sound like that. You know, like, I, I feel like we're, we're way more aligned with, uh, like, a, a band like Cannibal or Morbid Angel or something like that. Yeah. That's just yeah, a little absolutely. bit faster, yeah. a little bit riffier. Um, you know, so, so that was, I think when it came to, to like, the writing process for this new one, we kind of wanted to just, like, really doubled down on the elements of lesions that we really liked and those were like the the faster riffier catchier songs like the title track like uh like lord of the grave something like that um you know and that's not to say that undeath will never write a more like incongruous uh like linear song ever again but for this new record we definitely just wanted to make it like just really refine the things that we thought were coolest about our band you know yeah absolutely man and like those moments really come through on here like when um, you released um head splat I, I it took me about four listens to get my head around the pattern in the <laughs> in the verse i was like yeah 
It was like I was honestly, my face looked like I was trying to sort work out like an algebra like equation. So I was like, <laughs> I can't get the drum pattern. Was your like... your head was splattered in seven ways <laughs> listening to it. Bad. Um, and then oh, when we. When we were recording that song, I, I had to have Kyle like next to me in the vocal booth, and he was like clapping out the rhythm. <laughs> oh, wow, man, that's, that's sick. wicked! Like, I, <laughs> it is my fault. Like, I I, uh, I fuck it up live every single time. Like I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the songs where you're handing the mic out to someone in the audience. Oh, who wants to get up? <laughs> Who's gonna clap? <laughs> Please. <laughs> and also the other human chandelier as well man like when oh. that when we saw when that name came up in the track listing we were like oh I bet that's the track in it up song <laughs> that chorus is so <laughs> fucking creepy man like it like, no, that's that's awesome. like, down, 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 down. like it's so like i don't know it's just fucking unsettling yes. man. it's like proper and it's those moments i think just really elevate this record Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Human Chandelier. I think it's probably like, if not one of my favorites, like my favorite one off the record. I think that's kind of like a Kyle's love letter to Phobophile by Cryptopsy. It's just oh, kind okay. of got that, uh, that oh, same wow. very... Yeah, it's kind of got that same, like, almost like broke, like, uh, just like fucked up sound to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that song's awesome. Yeah. yeah when, when, we, when, when we saw that, like, I was just like, that is one of the hardest fucking song titles ever, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Fair play, Kyle, for that. That's, uh, <laughs> it really, it really does um, sound like what you want it to sound like. Um, I also wanted to pick up, man, like, obviously, so Legions, when Legions dropped, the first single was the title track. It's the same again on this one both of them are track free on the record like is having a strong title track man is such a statement of intent in it like it you think think about like the best albums like heartwork slaughter of the soul master of puppets south of heaven fucking power slave they've all got a killer title track and like you guys have absolutely nailed that having that title track as the lead it was is that's Am I being too much of a nerd and reading into that? Or is that something that you thought about and you wanted to make that as the statement of intent? No, I mean, you're definitely like right on the money there. You know, we, uh, it, it's just kind of like a thing with our band when, whether it's the title track or pretty much like any song that we're working on, you know, we want maybe not hundred percent of the time, but most of the time it's like, you know, we want the chorus of the song to have the title of the song in it. We want uh, like, you know, we want you to hear the chorus within the first minute, minute and a half, half tops. Like we want all like the elements of the song that are going to make you want to listen to it over and over. We want those elements to hit you like the second you start playing it. Like we're not trying to like tease anybody. We we want to, we're all about like instant gratification with this yeah, band. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, with the title tracks, yeah, I mean like that's, it's easy to overlook for a lot of bands i think but for us it's like we view it as that's like the flagship song on the record you know we want it we want it to be the one that represents the album as a whole when you when you first announce it and, and present it to people so having that song be be good and having that song be memorable and lasting is definitely very important to us it's a it's a wicked song but it's also like fucked up my life because it's living in my head rent free so i'll be at work <laughs> and then i'll look at the clock and i'll be like it's time, it's time. <laughs> to go for my break yeah. and i'll just leave and they're just all like oh yeah dude, that, mad. that title is like the the gift that keeps on giving it's, <laughs> like, oh, mate, it's still going now it still goes on twitter <laughs> mate. it's all over the place we were uh we i remember like we were just at practice or something and kyle and i were like so stoned and he was like what if we called the album it's time dot 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 to rise from the grave <laughs> and i was so like good. bro that's it like don't don't have any more ideas like that's the one yeah yeah leave it no one. more thinking <laughs> stop oh. thinking mate honestly it is one of the best fucking album titles because it, it's like I remember when you guys teased that hand coming up, like covered in leaves, and it was like, "Oh, mate, oh, it went it's off." Coming didn't out it? the grave, what's going it on? It fucking there? went off. It went <laughs> off, mate, with that come out. 
But honestly, just wait until uh, wait until you hear the stuff that we're concocting for the next record. Like we're just straight up, we're it's getting ridiculous. Like just the, uh, oh my god, the, uh, the undeath lexicon. Yeah, <laughs> we're, make, we're making up. We're making up words. Like it, it's getting out of control. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh man, don't tease us about I'm free. We're 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 only just uh. We're we're all obsessed with our dipping our toes. Yeah, 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 dipping our toes into album two. Fucking um, hell! <laughs> I honestly think like yeah, I, uh, I promised to Kyle yesterday that uh, I wouldn't start hyping up album three until it was actually recorded. So uh, forget that I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> I honestly think that man, that title track is going to go down as an all-time death metal classic. Oh I, yeah. I think people yeah. will be looking back at that track in years to come, the way we look back at like Hammer Smashed Face and stuff. I think it's like, it's that fucking, Damn. it's yeah. that good. Like it's, and it's one of them things, you know, you know when a band you love drop a drop an, a new single and you're like, oh my God, and you're waiting for it and you're waiting for it. And and sometimes it will take you a few listens to see it and you're like, oh, not sure where they're going on this record. I love this track, just bam, instant like hit. And it was like, Oh my god! There was nothing to worry about. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> cool, man. Thank you very much, man. That that really means a lot for real. Yeah, it's it was killer, man. And I just want to touch as well on the on the artwork. Um, I love the way you've got that continuation um, from Legions with the little cave, the cave that appears. Uh, it appears, doesn't it? it, it like in up in the new. It's at the top. Yeah, it's in yeah. the top. <laughs> yeah, they so wicked. Was um. Is that something that you're going to... Because I love when a band have, like, an aesthetic that carries on, uh, runs through albums. Is that... Are you going to use the same artists or have you thought about the way the packaging looks and the artwork looks going forward? And Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, Matt, our drummer, he does all of our art. I think uh, he... I think as long as we're a band, honestly, he's going to continue to do our art for us unless he just comes to us one day and says i don't want to do it anymore and then we'll have to figure something else out but uh for for right now uh, we've conscripted him to to continue to paint our our covers for us but yeah you know we don't we don't place like too much of a of a deep philosophical emphasis on it you know we're not sitting down and like burning sage and talking about like what uh what all the covers mean to us and how they're going to be interpreted and stuff like that you know i think it was just a matter of like uh we just kept we wanted to like expand the scope every time you know so uh for for lesions obviously it's looking out of the cave for this next record we wanted to just have it be a little bit bigger of a scene we wanted to be like more just more stuff going on yeah. but still retaining like a central figure and then i think moving forward we're gonna like just try to expand even more and then you know we'll see where we go from there. But yeah, it's, there's definitely there's definitely some thought that goes into it, but uh, not not too much thought. Yeah, yeah. I suppose if you start overthinking things like that, it can get yeah. a little bit, I don't know, cheesy. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um. So yeah, so the record drops in what is three two, weeks? Two, three weeks? Three weeks now, isn't it, man? Like, honestly. We, we've been trying not to say too much about it like on social media and stuff because we've got the we've got the promo and it we're you know supposed to keep it keep it zip but honestly you guys out there listening to this are fucking in for such a treat like i've we keep a oh, yeah. tally of our albums of the year and this is already right at the top of mine we've <laughs> so got like... space for it we've already got space for it already <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome it ain't moving anywhere um so Alex, let's get on to then um, a little bit about sort of your sort of journey into music and uh, and stuff like that. So, um, what was your introduction to actual metal as a as a kid? Was it through like parents or or mates or a brother or? Um, it was kind of like a mix of a bunch of different things, you know, because like I definitely grew up in in a household where people were were listening to music a lot. You know, like both my parents are big music fans, but neither one of them is really are, are really into metal at all like i think uh the most extreme that my dad goes is sort of like the early like uh punk rock stuff like the clash sex pistols um 
uh, stuff in that wheelhouse. It still has that like melodicism to it. Um, and and my mom doesn't go for anything extreme at all. Like she's purely Elton John, James Taylor, stuff like that. Um, but uh, just like having a lot of music in the house and, and having like a lot of different styles of music definitely kind of primed me to to be appreciative for more extreme stuff. Mm. And it, it wasn't until much later that I really started to get into metal because I kind of got through, got into like punk and hardcore first. Um, I was really into like the Discord stuff, like Minor Thread. I was really into Fugazi. I was really into um, like Black Flag, all the SST bands. That was kind of like my uh, my wheelhouse forever. Um, yeah. Was just like the the classic seminal American hardcore bands, um, and metal to me, like it, it. I didn't dislike it. You know, I was familiar with stuff like Iron Maiden. I was familiar with like the the classics, and I and I had an appreciation for them. But like, just in terms of where my headspace was and like the values that were kind of instilled in me from listening to hardcore so much, I kind of thought that metal was a little ridiculous. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, it's easy. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. And it is. Yeah, but, it is ridiculous. It's taken, yeah. me, it's, it's taken me many years to like to get an appreciation for that. And now it's like it's hard for me to believe that I ever disliked that element of metal. But for me, it was like, you know, you're listening to a band like like Madball or something, right? Where everything about them is is like realness and like I'm from the street and uh like then you try to pivot and listen to metal and it's about like swords and sorcery and dragons and vikings and shit and i was like this is dumb like i don't want to listen to this <laughs> it's still real it's still real stuff <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's real to me God. it's I'm real to it. me that dragons exist <laughs> it reminds me of a there's a there's great story i think it's in the cannibal course documentary but they played some show in buffalo with sacred reich and sacred reich was opening and the singer was like this song's about something real. It's about conflict in Guatemala. And then uh, Chris Barnes gets on stage when Cannibal's playing. And he goes, this song's about something real. It's about zombies. <laughs> Good old Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, we love him. But, uh, um, I digress. But where was I even going with that? Oh, yeah, but it wasn't until like, like high school, honestly, was when I really started to get into metal because I had a buddy who was a couple years older than me uh, and he was already like fully on board with metal, especially like proggy or stuff like that. And uh, I, I don't know what band we both really liked. I think it was like Tool or something. Um, and he was like, hey, man, you know, if you like Tool, and you like kind of like the the less ridiculous aspects of that band if you're just into like the long song structures and stuff like that you should check out this band opeth because i feel like you know they strike this really nice balance between having like the scream parts and the melodic parts and there's just a lot of different elements to play there and i gave it a chance and i loved it you know i he showed me blackwater park he showed me ghost reveries and those were huge albums for me you know they really kind of blew my whole world apart in terms of like how I perceived metal, how I started to like appreciate it as a, as a serious thing. Um, and then from there it was, it was nonstop. You know, once I really started getting to Opeth, I started to like work backwards and uh, discovered like Norwegian black metal, got really into mayhem and stuff like that. Um, and then death metal didn't really start for me until Cryptopsy because uh, you know, I was, I was aware of like cannibal and stuff like that, but I think I just wasn't, like ready for it yet i was i just wasn't there mentally um but then when i heard none so vile i was like okay like this is it like i love this like it just it was so intense it was so brutal it was so fast and and that that was the record that kind of like crystallized everything in my mind where i was like oh actually like metal is sick like i love this <laughs> and then uh from that yeah and then from from cryptopsy and from none so vile which is like, i couldn't get enough of it Oh, so sick. That was, Opeth was a big one for you, wasn't it? Getting into yeah. extreme metal as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Blackwater Park was like the big one for me as well. Yeah, because it does... also. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Man. I was just going to say this. I was just going to echo your your sentiments with the fact that they strike such a good balance between, um, you know, being harsh and and the lighter side of things. It's good access gateway. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And also at the gates is a big one for me too. Like you wearing the hoodie just reminded me like, uh, <laughs> um, uh, like slaughter of the soul, I think was like one of my first favorite metal albums. Like I, I loved it and I, I'll still like back that band any day of the week. Like they're awesome. Yeah. Okay. Same as slaughter of the soul is wicked. Their last album was the one last year was brilliant. Like I love that they've gone down this weird proggy, like, black metal-y route it's such a cool thing for a for a, a band not to just live off their legacy and just take all these chances on new records it's so cool to see that yeah absolutely um so yeah talking about albums actually at least quite nice into the next question um alex which is um do you remember any of the first albums that you bought like uh with my own money or with yeah, my like, parents who were pocket money know, gracious enough to give me pocket, pocket <laughs> money. yeah pocket yeah pocket money or your own money yeah yeah i do um with my own money i remember buying uh what was that one trivium album um it's got like no it's later it's got like a dude with like a big sword uh is it the crusade, oh, the crusade. Oh, crusade. yeah yeah. yeah i remember uh I was like deep into Opeth at that point. And I was just trying to find like other metal bands that were like current and like relevant. And they had just put out that album. And I remember I was at like a bookstore or something and they had that CD and I was like, this looks cool. And uh, <laughs> I didn't really like it too much, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but that was, that was kind of a, a nice little learning experience of like, you know, taking a chance on music and, and like the value of spending whatever it is like 18 20 bucks on a cd however it was however it was back then yeah man um Kids yeah these that, days will never know that pain will they like slinging out some never. money on the yeah you would like never. force yourself to to like an album you? <laughs> yeah. oh, i paid so much money for this i'm gonna <laughs> fucking like it <laughs> especially when it was like a band that you loved and then you spent money on the cd but you knew it wasn't that good but you had to like justify the purchase to yourself yeah uh, yeah like uh like i'm a big earth crisis fan and uh oh. they, their album slither that was yeah. kind of like their their like butt rock album uh i remember like buying that and being so fucking bummed <laughs> <laughs> but to anybody who asked me about it i was like actually this is sick like this album is really good <laughs> have you listened to it recently man yeah i'm i'm, I'm a slither apologist i think that I, album's actually kind of good so hair trigger is an absolute banger and yeah, fair, yeah. like sliver in the court he shouldn't be singing the chorus man no one wants to hear <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what i mean you want carl to be but from yeah i know what you mean from like gomorrah season ends to breed the killers to like <laughs> that was like oh damn so yeah it was a it, it was a tough pill to swallow but now i don't know like <laughs> These days, like, I'll, I don't know, like, I love a lot of bands, like, going for it albums, you know, like, I I love when bands just completely say, like, fuck it, like, we're gonna try to be the biggest band in the world, and, uh, like, it's just, I I think that's really, like, when a lot of bands release, like, their most interesting music, because it's not, even if it's not good interesting, it's just interesting interesting, so, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the band, a lot of the albums that people look to as like being a band's worst album <laughs> tend to be the ones that I like like the most. <laughs> Saint Anger, Cold uh, Cold Lake, all all them classics, man. Cold Lake, Cold Lake, I do really like Saint Anger. I can't justify that album. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was um. We've got some questions coming up later, Alex. So we, I won't ruin it just yet. But I was scrolling through your Twitter to try and find some cool. And Turbo by Judas Priest was one that came up. Wasn't oh it? fuck uh, yeah, that people, album is awesome. Turbo that is album, sick, don't they? But yeah, Turbo is great. I don't, I don't really understand like where the hate comes for it. Like you know, I think uh, like Ram It Down is a much worse album. Yeah. Uh, like Turbo's dope. I mean, the, like Turbo Lover is like a top ten Judas Priest song. Like then it's just it's great. Like the the vibes are so good on that album. Yeah, man. Right, Alex, what was the first band you were in? And do you remember your first experience of playing live with that band? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in a band when I was like 15 called, it, it was a straight edge band. It was called X Virgins X. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, we were terrible. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'm doing air quotes here for the listener. I played guitar. Um, <laughs> it was it was bad. It was it was a mess. But yeah, I remember 
we never released any music i don't think i think there was like a a live recording that like our friend did but i don't know if that like exists anywhere um we played like nine or ten shows but the first one was the first time i ever played live it was at the flying swirl community center here in a fabulous rochester new york and let's see it was with three or four bands that were much 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 better than us and i was terrified i was like shitting my pants like i was so (laughs) i was so nervous to like you know there wasn't even a stage it was just like on the floor but i was like just so nervous to like get up and play in front of people and uh we just played the 11 minutes of music that we had and i think it went about as well as it could have but uh I remember after our set, I'll never forget this because, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to play guitar. I just wanted to be in a band. Um, this guy came up to me and he was like, dude, your set was sick. I love that you and the bass player are in different tunings. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> so that was my first live experience. Who thinks you're making some artistic statement and like... Nope. <laughs> But it just shows, even when you're on the stage and you don't think it's going all that great, as long as the crowd are having a good time, man, who cares? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like pro wrestling. It's all just about selling it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And do you still play guitar, Alex? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, It's been like an on and off pursuit for me for like a, over a decade at this point. I, uh, I never really took it that seriously it was always just kind of like a thing that i wanted to learn how to do until i started playing it on death honestly because uh i was just so inspired by like by kyle and his riffs and just the way that he like approaches his instrument and his discipline when it comes to it and uh it kind of just like inspired me to pick it up again in a way that uh was way more serious than i had ever before uh because you know in the past, when I had tried to learn guitar, I was just like, all right, I'm going to pick this thing up and then I'm going to get frustrated that I can't immediately do what I want to do. And I'm going to yeah. put it down and forget about it for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but with that, it was just like, you know, I, I finally I got myself like a, a little like Fernanda super strat. I got myself like a, an orange combo amp and I was like, I'm going to learn how to do this. You know, like this is it. And uh, I feel like over the past two years, like, I've gotten better guitar than I ever have been. I'm still like very much an amateur when it comes to that instrument hundred percent, but it's been fun. It's been, it's been a very like inspiring past couple of years, like really falling in love with playing that instrument. Oh, wicked man. Are we going to hear Are we going to hear an Alex riff on an undeath track at some point? (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think I probably got another eight or nine years of learning how to play guitar before I can play our music. (laughs) You can always get X Virgin's X back together, man. And like, (laughs) yeah, things don't work out. (laughs) um so outside of um metal what other what other genres do you do you enjoy are you are you a hip-hop man or yeah definitely i mean i I, i'm just like a music fan in general you know like i'm not one of those like i like everything but country and rap people like i I love all music and uh um you know i specifically like my tastes definitely lean more the extreme i guess like i do love like metal i love punk i love hardcore i love screamo stuff like that but um like honestly like when i'm not listening to metal i listen to a lot of like like japanese city pop um like i I love stuff like that uh just old like 70s 80s 90s like japanese funk and pop music like i i love that stuff that's like my favorite stuff to listen to um I love a lot of like like crust punk and and just like really noisy hardcore stuff like this uh, clothes and bastard and gauze bands like that um yeah I'm, I'm all over the place dude and then beyond that you know i love uh like like shoegaze stuff like that uh oh, really into i love that like stuff. yeah like uh like obviously like mbv slow dive bands like that i'm into uh like lsd and the search for god i'm into the swirlies like uh that i don't know man i just i listen to everything dude like i i have such a deep fondness and appreciation for most music that i hear the the um the nothing album that came out last year was so or was that 2020 it was the same year as your you guys album wasn't it, it was 2020 was, yeah yeah that was fun. yeah that album was great that album, man. yeah um yeah i love um i love that black metal bands i know black gaze is a, a thing that 
a lot of people don't like, but I love that combination of um of like black metal and shoegaze. It's it's such a it's such a cool sound. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love like American black metal too. I mean, that's kind of like a yeah a genre that I listen to a lot of the time. Like I love uh like Zaster and Leviathan and stuff like that. Just really like depressing uh like just uh <laughs> somber black metal is i don't know why like it, it relaxes me in a way that i can't really explain Daz, you've fallen down like a massive black metal hole recently haven't you i've, I've and... gone so far down a black metal <laughs> hole mate but just <laughs> short of being like a national socialist obviously so <laughs> yeah. oh dude that's like uh that's like a, a weekly routine for me is I'll I'll find some band on YouTube or something that I love, and then I'm like, I wonder if the people in this band are scumbags. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, and there they are. And, <laughs> and then I Google them, and I'm like, fuck, I can't listen to this band anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worst shit. shit. It's the worst game of roulette ever. Like, <laughs> I can't even tell you like how many demos I've heard in the past year or two that I've been like, this is my new favorite band. And then it's like members associated with like all these nazi labels <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we've man. had that in the we've had that in the group chat when daz has found a band guys you gotta get on this band blah blah blah, blah. and then 10 minutes later actually don't yeah <laughs> you're all fucking nazis i know like i know ignorance is bliss sometimes but yeah not not when it, not when it comes to nazis man. yeah 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 exactly yeah, yeah, definitely not yeah. <laughs> um, so outside of mu- uh, music, Alex, um, do you have any sort of what your interests sort of like outside of music? You you like a sports fan or anything like that? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, uh, I I'm a big like American football fan. Like I love uh, um, like the Buffalo Bills are my team. That's like a, a big uh, hobby of mine. It's just like going to games around here and watching that. Um, you know, I do a lot of writing. Nothing really that I'm interested in like publishing, but I just do a lot of like writing for myself just to like keep my mind sharp you know um oh, fair enough man yeah and 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 beyond that you know i i just uh i'm an avid like fitness guy like i love just going to the gym and, and lifting weights and stuff like that i've never really never really gotten deep in like the power lifting rabbit hole or anything like that but uh it's it's something that I discovered when I was in college, and I really just enjoyed doing it. So now it's just kind of like become this uh, inseparable facet of my life. Is I just I love going to the gym and just putting headphones on and lifting weights. That's yeah. like a, a huge hobby of mine. It's fucked in it once it gets you because like then you can't not go. And if you if I miss a session, I'll just it fucks me right up. Like my whole yeah. head, my day, my yeah. week. I'm just like. Ugh. Yeah, if I if I don't go to the gym for like two days in a row, I'm like my self worth is at zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah which man, makes it's... touring very interesting because yeah. then you know not only am I not working out seriously for like a month on end, but I uh, I'm also like eating fast food every single day. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's the we don't. It's hard to you don't see that side of things. But do you have like? makeshift weights and stuff at all because i remember watching the black dahlia murder documentary i think it's majesty and um i can't remember the bass player's name but he's like he's like lifting like barrels and stuff like this and he's just like still working out just use any old shit he can find yeah if we if we had like a bus or like something that we could store weights and like a bench in i would be all over that but for us it's like (laughs) You know, we're we're touring in a van with a tiny little trailer, so like we don't, we're already crammed in there as it is, and I'm not going to subject everybody to like trying to sleep around my weights or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, just, just start, using, just using stop as a pillow. <laughs> just start bench pressing Kyle in it in the coach. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then like you know, the, as the tour goes on and we get fatter and fatter, like I'm just feeling lifting heavier and heavier. Uh, it's just a constant uh, bulk, mate. Just like I'm yes. bulking always. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, bulk season is is endless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I had aspirations of working out on tour. You know, it's like I, I brought like du- like a set of like thirty five pound dumbbells, and I was like, I'll I'll do something with these. And I think it lasted like four or five days. You know, because you, it's it's tough. Like you're so tired. Like you you just like wake up immediately, go to the show, load in, sound check, wait for the show to start, play your set. And then you wait around for the show to be over and then you load out and then you're either driving to the next city or you're finding a place to sleep and falling asleep immediately and then waking up and doing the whole thing again. Yeah. It's and it's like, time. 
there's no time. And, and even on the days off where there is time to work out, it's like, I'm trying to catch up on sleep. I'm not trying to work out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough, mate. Yeah. That's hard, man. It's yeah. I suppose when you're, you're doing something that you really love doing, but then you're missing out on something else you really love doing. There's a, yeah yeah 100 you know like I, i'm like i love what we do i love touring i love the sacrifices that we have to make and like it is what it is it's just like if you want to to live that lifestyle like there's just things that you have to accord with and it's it's not always easy and it's just a matter of whether you can accept that or not and, and i find it very easy to accept even when it is difficult yeah, it swings yeah, around about, isn't it? Besides, you can get home and be like, it's time <laughs> to go to the gym. <laughs> That's what we get exactly. every single day. <laughs> every every day. single day with Taz. <laughs> every day. That's what you've done to him. <laughs> um, I just want to, Defa, sorry, man. I want to get a That's question, all right, buddy. Go. question in here. Um, you're a big, big gamer as well, Alex. Um, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, because we were chatting to uh, Ash from Venom Prison uh recently and he's a huge gamer and um so we're gonna get him on for a show just about gaming so um are you smashing elden ring at the moment hell yeah i played for like eight hours yesterday (laughs) it's addictive (laughs) but it it scares the shit out of me every time i see a boss man i'm a chicken shit i'm fucking running the other way man dude i was uh i was working on uh, star scores redon yesterday and uh i I don't know how I missed it, but I was like probably 15, 20 tries deep just trying to beat this guy. And I was like, this boss is literally impossible. Like, I can't yeah. do this. Like, I thought I was going to be over leveled, but he was just like whooping my ass every time. And then it wasn't until like my 20th or 25th try that I realized that there were like summon spots on the ground that you could summon people to uh, help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Fuck! I wish I knew this like two hours ago. <laughs> like, it's a mad game. Course, it's a it's the maddest game I've played. And of course, once I figured that out, I was able to take him down in like two tries. But uh, yeah, that game is awesome. I mean, I've been a I've been a Souls fan forever. Like I I I love all the Dark Souls games. I love Bloodborne. I love Sekiro. Like those games are are incredible. Um, not as big a fan as Kyle is. He's like the the resonant Souls like expert. But I, I'm definitely a fan for sure. And I, I'm loving Elden Ring. Daz, what are you playing at the moment? I've I'm not really playing anything. I'm I've replayed through Witcher 3 again. So that's like cool. one of the best games of all time, in my opinion. But you um, excited for the new one? Yeah, yeah, they've teased something, haven't they? So yep. yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. But I mean, I'm going to either have to invest in a console or a PC that's actually going to be able to cope with it. Right. Yeah. What you got, Alex? A console. I got a PC. Um, I, oh, nice. Yeah, it's like, I, I didn't build it or anything. I just, uh, I asked around because it was either like I was going to get a PC or I was going to just wait until like a PS5 became available. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't have the time. Like, I don't want to play this. <laughs> I want to play this waiting game. I want to, I want to like get right down to it. So I just asked people if they had any recommendations for like a a pre-made like gaming PC that I could buy that wouldn't like completely bankrupt me. And uh, I found this, it's like an HP gaming PC that it wasn't that expensive, honestly. And it's been, it's been doing fine. I mean, it, it runs Elden Ring at not max graphics, but pretty close with pretty minimal like stuttering and lagging. So I'm, I'm definitely satisfied. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it as well. Like I'm not interested in like slinging fucking, thousands and thousands to get like the best stuff like you know yeah no yeah my gpu prices at the moment are mad as well oh it's insane i I mean i think mine was like a little under 800 which is like yeah it's like right where i was comfortable with i I really didn't want to spend over a grand because i couldn't afford it so that's where i'm at as well mine was about that yeah so i i I mean i love it like just having access to like steam and stuff like that there's like yeah yeah, I feel like I'm just constantly buying like two, three dollar games that I'll just yeah. never get around to play. The, the Steam sales so are many the worst on there. As well. They're like crack. It's like, what can I get? Like yeah, a quid. So many on there. <laughs> the best. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still playing like Golden Axe on Mega Drive. So like, I'm not, I'm not up with you. <laughs> up well, with you know you what's guys. funny is like, I, I, I love like modern games. Like I love games like Elden Ring and stuff. But like the stuff that I love playing the most is old like 
uh like bullet hell games like shoot 'em ups like i love like yep. the toho franchise i love like uh like everything in that in that kind of realm is yeah. is like what i enjoy playing the most and those games require like no graphical horsepower whatsoever yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like yeah. i literally am living the meme where i bought this like high-end gaming pc and I'm using <laughs> it to play games from 35 years ago <laughs> that's, that's the best thing about pcs as well isn't it you can just get like an emulator and it's just like i can play fucking everything that was ever made like, yeah wicked. oh yeah I, i've gotten pretty deep into like the emulation game recently i'm not gonna I'm not going to say exactly which ones because I don't want to dox myself. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's yeah. been dope. Just playing like like unreleased or like not released in America, like PS2 games and stuff like that. That's been yeah. I've been really into. Sick, man. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Right, Alex, back to the music. And this is a question I love answering. I love asking and I love hearing people's answer because it usually it's a it stirs up a bit of debate so <laughs> someone asks you what metal is what album are you giving them oh that's a great question um what metal is yeah what metal is? someone however asks you, you. That, man. However you <clears throat> so they're an ex-virgin x to metal <laughs> and they ask you what metal is what album are you going to give in their hand? What CD are you giving them? I mean, it's tough. I mean, yeah, there's like so many like spectrums and, and realms to metal, yeah. but I, like for, I, I think you got to go. Nasty question in it. <laughs> it is, and like I don't know if I could if I can give a right answer, but I feel like uh, you can you can kind of go one of two ways about it in my mind. You can just give them like, uh, like an early Black Sabbath album, right? Yeah. And you yeah. could be like. Like this is literally what metal is. Like, this is yeah, the genesis yeah. of of this genre of music. Um, or you can go further in time. And to me, like I would be more inclined to give them like uh, like Judas Priest screaming for vengeance, yeah. right? Because yeah. to me, that album encompasses so many things that are like uh, essential to metal as a genre. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's got riffs for days. It's got massive choruses. It's got like so much swag and so much persona to it. Uh, it's got the look like, you know, obviously like Rob Halford and like uh, everybody in like the leather and stuff like that. You know, it, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the the quintessential like heavy metal look. It yeah, was like, iconic. Yeah, it was it was created around that time. Um, and beyond that, like just the, the songs are timeless. Like that album has everything. It's got fucking Scream for Vengeance. It's got Bloodstone. It's got Riding on the Wind. Like uh, beyond metal, it's just like an amazing record. It's just it's just full of great songs. So I feel like I would give that to somebody, and I would say, okay, like see what you like about this, and just go from there. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. That's a <clears throat> that's a wicked pick, man. We haven't had that yet. I think. That might be the second vote for Judas Priest, but I can't. Yes, remember, we, I can't remember what the first. I think it might have been Screaming for Vengeance. You know, someone did have Screaming for Vengeance, but I can't remember who picked it. Do you know what? Like, I've got to hold my hands up. Yeah, like it's an album that I always knew was a classic. Like my dad's got it on vinyl, so I've it's always been there, but I've never really listened to it until recently when um, Brandon Ellis from the Black Dahlia Murder they did one of them Slay at Home things, and mm. he played guitar and sang on the cover version i think it was electric eye they did and i was like holy right. fuck so i went and listened to that record and i was like you dummy how have you never listened <laughs> to this record before oh it's it's there's never a wrong time to like get into that album you know like it's it, it it's so it lasts and it's so like eternal for a reason like it's yeah. just yeah front to back it's just like a classic do you know what? One of my favorite things recently has been going back on um, his like older metal acts that I've never like really gone into. Like, I've got massive into Wasp recently, mm. like all old Judas Priest. Um, King Diamond was a recent one, like for me a couple of years ago. I got like massive into King Diamond. Like saying that history is always there for you to delve back on anytime you want, man. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's it's like funny when people haven't heard like a classic metal album and then people get mad at them about it like, what, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. what do you mean you haven't heard sabotage yet it's like bro it's <laughs> awesome that they haven't heard it because now they can hear it for the first time yeah exactly yeah, yeah man absolutely like i 
I wish I could be in a position where I could hear an album like None So Vile for the first time. Like oh, that's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely, man. Right, Alex, where we like to end these shows, dude, is with an either or round. Um, so right. we're just going to give you two things and you just got to pick one of them. It's as simple as that, man. So I'm going to kick it off with Kill Em All or Show No Mercy. Oh, Show No Mercy for sure. Um, wings or Nuggets. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go wings. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Gateways to annihilation or heretic? Ooh, uh, that's a really good question. Um, and I was thinking about this recently. I'm going heretic. Oh, I think I knew you. Would. I think that album is underappreciated. I think it's got a yes. lot of filler, but I think the stuff that's not filler is some of their best material. Oh, I, I saw your tweet recently where you were trying to put albums their <laughs> albums in order and heretic, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know where the fuck heretic goes yeah yeah <laughs> I think it's above blessed for me I think it's like a top three honestly oh, oh man shit. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. revisit that tomorrow man I'm heretic's wicked tomorrow. heretic yeah, is yeah. wicked yeah it suffers um, from from production issues but uh, yes. it, it's it's an awesome album well, I'm going to re-listen to that tomorrow man I've not listened to that for a while so um, Squidward or Mr. Krabs <laughs> uh, I'm going Squidward here. Mr. Krabs is a capitalist exploiter. Um, <laughs> Squidward, Squidward is all of us, isn't he? At work, he is. Yeah, you know, we I, I got a side with the labor unions here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Biggie or Nas? Uh, Nas has some great stuff, but he has some really bad stuff. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. And, and Biggie died before he could release anything that bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> So I guess on track record alone, I'll probably go Biggie. What? Nike or Adidas? Oh, uh, I'll go Nike. Yep. Just, I mean, like, I, I respect Adidas. I respect the brand. I, I respect the vision. But, I mean, like, Air Max 95 is like the comfiest pair of shoes I've ever yeah. owned in my life. Yeah, so. you'll agree with that. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes. Sick yeah. shit. So um, I'll go with that. We're sticking on the shoes here then, Alex. High tops or Crocs? <laughs> uh, <laughs> depends on the mood. Depends on the vibe. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'll go Crocs, though, at this, at this current juncture in my life. I, I appear to be... Uh, uh, gravitating more towards Crocs for whatever reason or another. <laughs> I used to, I used to hate wearing Crocs because, like, where I work at the hospital, like we just like wear Crocs, and I was just like, I'm deaf and made them cool, so I don't give a fuck anymore. So. Yeah, you bought them back, Alex. You bought them back, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't out of any kind of like a artistic statement. It was out of the fact that my feet fucking stink. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hey, man, like, well, who am I trying to fool? Like, I, I don't need to be wearing Doc Martens every fucking day of my life. Like, I'll just wear Crocs. Like, let the feet breathe, innit? Yeah. 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 Life's too short. I just want to be comfortable. Yeah, man, that is it. That is it. That, absolutely. Oh, fucking hell. Right. Elden Ring or Bloodborne? Uh, Elden Ring. Uh, nice. Definitely. Uh, I think, like, a. Bloodborne's an amazing game, and I, I think it's still like a top 10 game for me, but I feel like every Souls game up till this point almost feels like a beta test for Elden Ring, you know? And Elden yeah. Ring just kind of feels like the perfected idea of what the series could be. Yeah, totally agree with that. Right, last one, Alex. We mentioned this bad boy before. Robocop or Terminator? Oh, oof. That's a really good question. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to go with Terminator just because I, I just think the, the movie, are we talking like the individual movie or the franchise? It can be anything. You could talk, okay. you could talk about the movies or the individuals. It's up to you how you want to play it. R Robocop's a Paul Verhoeven movie, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Shit, I might go Robocop. <laughs> I, just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I love that dude's vision. I love, like, I love how every time he releases a movie, people just completely miss, like, the satirical aspect of it. Like, uh, <laughs> not on the internet, like, surely. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I don't know if you can believe that, but, uh, 
like RoboCop, everybody's first impression is like, this is a pro cop movie. It's like, oh, oh no, my friend. Starship Trooper is like, this movie's about how cool it is to join the army. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, uh, I, I think, uh, honestly, as much as I love his movies, as much as I do love RoboCop as a movie, I, I'm sticking with Terminator. I think. It, it, for for nothing else, just the first two movies are are stone cold, undeniable yeah. classics. Yeah. You know, I'm with you there, mate. I think you could it, it, you could honestly say that like Terminator One is like one of the best horror movies ever made. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, scary as fucking it. Yeah, it's yeah, creepy yeah. as anything. And like, uh, right, and like, and two is just like one of the best action movies ever made. Yeah. So like. It's just great. It's they're they're it's an awesome franchise. It's iconic for a reason. Yeah, I'm sticking with Terminator. Quality. Good man. Def, you've had Arnold Schwarzenegger in nearly every single one of these so far. I think yeah, he's a hero, <laughs> isn't he, mate? <laughs> and I'm pleased when everyone picks Arnold. I'm devastated when they don't. <laughs> Pride of Austria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we go, Alex, man. Thank you so much for joining us, dude. This hour feels like it's absolutely flown by. Could like. I could chat for hours more so we'll have to do a round two at some point dude if you're if you're up for that so absolutely man yeah thank you guys for having me this Sweet. was a lot of fun oh it was Thanks, a pleasure man. mate awesome so yeah there you go um it's time to rise from the grave is out april 11th um you're not ready for this album trust me it's absolutely fucking killer um so yeah we will be back again very soon um with our roundup show for the best uh albums of march and until then Solidarity with Squidward. (laughs) Workers of the world, rise up. (laughs) Peace out.